If you will bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you now. And we're thankful for all, all that's been done here today, dear Lord. We're, the music has touched our souls and, dear Lord, our fellowship and all the conversation in Sunday school. We're just so thankful that we get to come together, dear Lord, in your name. And, dear God, just speak to us directly here. Just speak the words that have been prepared for each and every one of us and let us hear it in the manner and the way that we're supposed to hear it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We've been talking about stepping into a new chapter, and we uh, have kind of walked through, like, what does that look like? How do you enter one? Um, what, what are the steps? What are the driving forces? What are the motivation? What's the correct way to enter into a, a cycle? And then we talked about, um, you know, the, the steps that are involved in that, and uh, we talked about um, some warning signs, some, some speed bumps that can happen, um, and then we talked about the, the ability to keep moving through those speed bumps, keep moving through the knockdowns, and you have to get up. And uh, we've talked about um, the perseverance that it takes, the, the dedication, and um, the right mindset to get through the, the chapters. And then um, this morning, I, I want to talk to you um, because, and, and this one is, uh, again, this one's pretty... Um, pretty hard-hitting, and, and this is uh, pretty applicable, too. So what, what tends to happen sometimes is um, I know that some of you are going through some tough chapters. Okay? These are, there's anxiety, uh, there's fear, um, there's the unknown. There, you're looking at things that are going on. Okay? And um, some of us, though, are in a different chapter. And... Um, it might not be the best chapter of your life, but then again, it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not a bad chapter. It's not the worst chapter you've ever been in. So you're kind of clinging on a chapter that uh, is maybe comfortable enough for you to just stay there. And it's one that you don't really want to move out of. Okay, and, and we talk about this, is that sanctification, which is uh, the fancy word for the Christian walk, getting through trials and tribulations, getting through them the way that the Bible calls you to do it, the way that Jesus Christ leads us as the Holy Spirit fills us and leads us each and every day, okay? And uh, becoming um, more mature, getting through those cycles of, of tribulation and trial, and at the end of that, becoming more mature than you were before you entered the trial, okay? That's sanctification, and as you realize those words, those words are um, cycle, movement, and it's all about moving forward, okay? And you can't stand still in Christianity. You can't stand still in your Christian walk. That doesn't even make sense, right? And you can't stand still and expect to grow, okay? You have to be moving. You have to be pushing forward. You have to be moving into the next chapter. Sometimes God is calling us into the next chapter, and he's asking us to flip the page, but because we're comfortable enough in this chapter that we're in, we kind of resist the page turn. It's like, no, I'll just stay in this chapter a little bit longer, all right? Um, I, read some, I read something um, about, um, I, I get all types of literature for now for all these neuro diseases and, and, and something that, that people were with uh, like neurological disorders, um, before they ever get diagnosed, something that they do a lot of is they watch the same TV shows 
over and over and over and over again. Okay, um, and um, I think Andy Griffith was not on the list. So you're, you, because some of you, your eyes got real big. Like, uh oh, what, what am I getting diagnosed with here pretty soon? Because that's all I want. Okay, those are off. But okay, but there was a reason why they do that, and the the reason is that. Some of these people are dealing with a high-level anxiety, and some of them have never dealt with anxiety before, and it's something that is new to them. And it's a new emotion. They don't know how to deal with it. And then going to work and all the other stuff compounds on that. And when they get home, what they want to do is watch a show, be you know, somewhat just mind-numbing, entertained, background noise, but they like it because they know what's happening. They know the storyline. There's no surprises. There's no anxiety in it, okay? And it's all about just standing still right there so that you don't push anything else on you. No anxiety, no newness. And I think if we're not careful, some of us live that way. And we get into a chapter, and it may not be, again, the greatest chapter ever, but it's comfortable enough to where I can just sit here, okay? And it's good enough. And I don't need to push for it. I don't need to turn the page. I don't need any more challenges. Nothing new in my life. I'm pretty comfortable right here. Well, that's at, that's at odds with Christianity. And Jesus is constantly calling us, telling us to turn the page, move into stuff, okay? Move into new challenges, all right, that is the whole definition of Christianity. And so what we want to talk about today is how do I get out of this comfortable or semi-comfortable to where I actually will turn the page, okay? So what, what we need to understand is what is, the, what is the viewpoint, the reality? Because sometimes we say, you know, perspective is reality, but reality isn't always factual, all right? And... Sometimes facts don't live in our perspective. So what we end up doing sometimes when we, you know, when we pull back and, and we don't want to move into the new chapter, um, we are clinging to, some, to a life, to a, a, a ministry in our hearts, and we're clinging to a relationship with Jesus Christ that is lesser than what we could be experiencing. We're in Pull it, we're pulling backwards. We're not in the process of sanctification properly. In John 16, 5 and 7, okay, 5 through 7. So this is Jesus Christ talking to his disciples, and he's pretty much telling them that there's going to be a time when they're going to pull you out of the synagogue. You know, you're going to suffer, you're going to die for me, and that's the way that it's supposed to be, okay? That's what he's telling them. He is preparing them for his, for his you know, entering into heaven, him leaving earth in bodily form and going into heaven and then the, the Holy Spirit being gifted to us as Christians, right? That's, he is setting this up, and he is telling them, um, but I got to go away, okay? And I'm going to God who sent me down here. And uh, um, none of you are asking where I'm going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow is filling your hearts. So they are, they are sorrowful that he's leaving, because they feel comfort with him. They feel safety with him. Of course they do. Okay, he's Jesus Christ. But it's time to move into the next phase. And that phase is when Jesus Christ ascends into heaven. And then we as Christians left here are to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then go out and serve as people feel the whole, Jesus Christ in the first person as the Holy Spirit lives through us. And that is our mission. Whatever type of ministry you're called to, 
Okay? All of us are called to a ministry, each and every one of us. So whatever that ministry is that you're called to, you are supposed to go out and, and live that. All right? So but when the disciples were hit with this reality that he was not going to be here anymore, they were filled with sorrow. They did not want to move into the next chapter. They were clinging to him. We want you here. Okay? And it says that, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. They don't understand this. How could that be a good thing? Okay? But the idea is that if Jesus is here in bodily form, he can only be here with the people that he's around. And when he leaves, then we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is put here in each and every one of the believers, and all of us can experience Jesus Christ all at the same time. All right? So it's a, it's a better place and we get to spread that, and, and the ministry works further, and people's lives are changed, and they feel Jesus Christ's love more completely, and, and the whole world gets to experience that. But it only happens because he leaves, and the page turns. So sometimes in our lives, we're clinging to a lesser life and a lesser type of blessing than, than if we release and let the page turn, okay? And I hit the wrong button, sorry. It says, most assuredly I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. All right? So sometimes the fear, sometimes the unknown, and sometimes the risk are, are more than we're willing to step out in faith and go into that next chapter. All right? But listen, this is the story of Christianity, is that something has to be placed new. Something has to die. The old has to die in order for new life to come up. And that is Jesus Christ. He came and he died, and he died for each and every one of us. And we die with him, and we are baptized, we are buried with him, but we also live and we are resurrected through him. So through his death, new life comes. This is the story. This is the story of Jesus Christ. And when, and, and when you live a life where you will not turn the page into the next chapter, that is not a life that is reflecting what Jesus Christ is all about. Okay? And then it tells us that, therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment to all men, resulting in condemnation, one man's righteous act free and gave the free gift to all men, and they received salvation. Because of his ability, Jesus Christ's ability to be obedient to God the Father's will, and he ascends, and he, first he comes down and dies for us, and then he ascends. His ability to turn the page, even though the disciples did not want that to happen, they entered into the next phase, and then Christianity spread, and lives were changed, and the world was forever changed with a revolution of love, and it all started because Jesus Christ was capable of turning the page. And I'm telling you this morning that if you're not capable of turning the page because you're clinging, clinging to what you have now, I'm telling you that you're missing out on a life that is better because you're clinging right now to a life that is lesser than what you'll get if you'll release and let it go into the next chapter, okay? So, here's the other thing, and, and this is tough. I, I get it, okay? I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I have to turn my own page as well. But these new chapters that we enter, you have to have a purge, okay? So, um, so you constantly have to, anybody have like a build, build a building or a barn or something, and you think, I don't know if I, that barn's pretty big. And then you build a barn, and then two weeks later, what is it? I should have built a bigger barn. I mean, what's the thing? It, we, it's a, uh, it, what is it? it? We build them for your stuff. How much stuff do we have, man? I mean, it just accumulates, doesn't it? 
and it's just full. And um, but we we hold on to stuff, and um, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm have some hoarder tendencies. <laughs> I can't sometimes I can't let go of stuff. It's like uh, there's this uh, blender that hasn't worked since 1995. Do we still need to hold on to that? Yeah, I may use something from there or something that cord or I don't know. Just keep it. Like why? And we do that in our lives. We do that in our lives, okay? And we hold on to stuff that we need to let go and we need to release and we need to separate from ourselves, all right? Some of the things aren't healthy and we cling and we hang on to some of the stuff in our lives that's not healthy. And we bring, and now here's, another, here's a big one, okay? We bring stuff into the new chapter with us that we were supposed to release in the old chapter. And we bring it with us into the new chapter. And the new chapter can't be as great as it could be because we're clinging, still clinging to the lesser and bringing it into the new chapter with us. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and I shall bring it forth, and you shall know it, and I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So here's, here is what is happening in reality. Even though we don't say it in words, we do it in deeds. And what it is is that our control, our, our need to control things, our need, our, our want, selfish wants that I want it to happen this way and I want that and I'm not, I'm not able to step out in faith and just go to the unknown and let God just lead me because our faith is weak. That's just the way it is, right? Our faith is weak. And sometimes we're just not capable of stepping out, stepping into that next chapter and knowing that God is going to provide the road. He's going to show you direction. He's going to take you where you need to be. And what we do is we continue to bring things with us that are not healthy. And we continue to bring habits with us that aren't healthy. We have habits we get through them in a chapter, and then guess what we do? We continue to drag those into the next chapter with us when that should have been left into the next chapter. So as you enter into new chapters, be aware of the, the unhealthy things that God is showing you that you need to purge out of your life and leave them in the chapter behind. Don't bring them into the new chapter. There's nothing worse than bringing unhealthy things into a chapter that's supposed to be about health, and we are already at a negative. We're already operating at a, at, at a disadvantage because we keep bringing that stuff back and we keep traveling with it. It's called baggage, right? Anybody have any baggage that you're carrying, right? Hmm? Yeah, I got a load of it. I've got a U-Haul behind me, okay? And then here's, the, here's what happens is that we get comfortable and then once we get comfortable, we don't want to leave comfort, right? Because we're, you know, we're human, we're selfish, that's our nature. And then we don't, and, and even when God starts to bombard us with new chapters and new opportunities and, you know, urgings to do some things, maybe you should start doing this. Oh, how much time is that going to take, huh? You know, do you know that, that a majority of people, if you give them the option of, can we have some time or we'll take some money, do you know what they'll send? Money. I'd rather give you my money than my time, okay, because we're selfish about things. And time is one of the things that we're most selfish about. And sometimes when we get put into positions of opportunities, the first thing we do is we start getting selfish with things, okay? Now, I'm not asking you to do 
be one of those people who can't say no to anything and you overextend yourself. That's unhealthy too. But when God is leading you into ministry and when God is leading you into opportunities to do things, okay, we can't look at it through a selfish lens and say no, because if you continue to cling to the comfort, then you start to compromise. And you start to say, well, it's okay because, you know, I do this and this and this, and that's enough. And, I've, and I did this a long time ago, and I'm still living on that, okay? And, you know, I, I've done my deal. And we start to compromise, and, and we start to, to, you know, next thing that happens is we get not only into comfort, but into complacency. And complacency is where nothing's happening, okay? And there we go again. You can't be in your daily Christian walk if you're not moving, if you're complacent. And I'll just be honest with you, you know what complacency is? It's the nice word for lazy, <laughs> okay? And I, I'm looking at myself. Sometimes I have to look at myself and say, you're, you're just being spiritually lazy right now. Your, your spiritual life is lazy. It's not where it needs to be. And you're not responding to the urgings and to the pushings of the Holy Spirit where he needs you to go and the things he needs you to do. And it's because I have gotten complacent. I've gotten comfortable and I've compromised myself out of it into complacency. And, that's, and if, the devil, if the devil can keep you comfortable, that's a pretty powerful tool. Okay? And here's another, here's another one I, I love. This is out of Acts. This is as Jesus Christ gives a great commission to his disciples and his followers there that are gathered here. And as he ascends into the clouds, okay, the Acts, the, um, Acts of the Apostles tells us, now when he had spoken these things, they watched as he was taken up and he disappeared into the clouds. Can you imagine what was going through their heads? You know, these are people that have never watched a science fiction movie, have never watched Star Wars or anything like that. They don't understand what's, I mean, he's being taken up through the clouds. And it says, as they watched, Steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, two angels. And you can imagine their mouths are open, they're staring up in, as he's going up there, and, you know, they're almost, no words, they, you know, they're almost stunned in, in shock. And it says that two men, white apparel, as we know, that are angels, they come to him and say, men of Galilee, why are you standing looking up into heaven? Like, why are you looking? Okay, it says, uh, do you not know that this Jesus was taken up in the same way that he will come back and that he is going to heaven? Here's the translation of that. He's gone. It's time to get to work. Do you see how little waiting time there was there? So what's that tell you? And, and this is something that, that I, I, I think the church as universal church is missing. We have no sense of urgency there are people dying. There are people living horrible lives. There, there are people that are just in misery. And we know it. And we get into a place of complacency and, and a place of comfort in ourselves. And, and then we just lose our urgency. We don't pray with urgency. We don't serve with urgency. We just don't. I mean, it's like, oh, well, we'll get to it. You know, the biggest lie we tell ourselves? We'll have the time. You ever told yourself that? We'll have time. I'll get to it. Oh, yeah. 
you ever start to plan something that's like eight months away and you say, well, we'll get to it. Let's meet as we get closer. And then it's like three days later. It's like, we got to meet, man. This thing's coming up. I mean, time goes by quickly in the blink of an eye. But we are, we are a church that knows the answer to the problems. And we have people that are dying around us. And maybe not just into graves, but they're physically dying. Marriages are dying. Families are falling apart. And we have the answer, and our urgency is gone. We have no sense of urgency. It's time for us to get to work. Why are we standing still? Why are we sitting here? It's time to get to work, to pray with urgency, to serve with urgency. And then it says, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. If you try to cling to the things that aren't in God's will, he is going to object to that. He is not going to bless that. I'm going to say it one more time, okay? If you're clinging to things in your life that God doesn't want in your life, he is not going to bless those things. You're not going to receive a blessing of those things. If we want to live a life of blessing, a life that we, we got to sign up and, and we got to pick up our cross that Jesus lays before us each and every morning, pick it up and carry it and give him all the glory and not live for ourselves, but live for Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, what is your next chapter? Are you willing to move into your next chapter? Are you willing to accept the things that are unknown? Are you willing to step out in faith? Are you willing to accept the things that uh, Christ is calling you to do in your life? Are you willing to act with a proper urgency, a biblical urgency? Or are we going to continue to cling to the comfort, cling to the, to the present, and, and just be complacent and stand still? Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, zip code 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And, as always, we'll see you next time here at Star Church.